And hello, welcome back to Dawn of a Better You podcast for empowerment. And today we have our first guest, Carla Boyer, and she is an author as well as uh, an empowerment speaker. So Carla, what do you have to say for yourself today? <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to add to the to the intro? Oh, so many things. Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am a speaker and an author, and also a life coach as well. Um, and that comes in many forms, as you know, Don. Um, I'm just so glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking. And um, yeah, we do, as we were talking just a bit before, we do align on so many different things, right? Um, I also have a background as a peer in mental health. So a peer support um, in management and mental health for many years. And I kind of stepped away from that and I'm kind of dipping my toe back in it a little bit, which is great because social services, they just kind of tug at my heartstrings all the time. So I'm happy to be back in that in a different role. Um, do some advocacy and, and stuff like that. So that and more may come out as we go along and always, you know, a mom and, and a wife and that those traditional roles as well. Right. So. Right. Do you feel that there's still a stigma around the whole mental health and actually reaching out like as a life coach, even? You know, we're, there's this whole movement about it's okay and stop the stigma and all that stuff, but there unfortunately really is. And I just had a conversation with someone on Friday, uh, about this and they were saying what can we do what could we do as a society to stop the stigma and for me it's just like you know what why don't we just make it normal like let's just normalize this thing right like you know if you have any kind of ailment oh i'm going to the doctor because i have this ailment and we we talk about this and we talk about this but when someone says mental health there's this step back or people get uncomfortable. They don't know what to do. Right. And I think the only way to normalize it is just to everybody just be like, Oh, okay. You know, and the only way to do that is just to keep talking about it. And I think, and I'm all about finding the opportunities for growth and lessons and learning. If there is a silver lining to COVID is that people are really finding this hard and so a lot of people are struggling right now and so it is starting to normalize struggling normalize you know what i'm just not doing well right now and that's okay that's part of the human spirit right that's part of life that's part of just living life on life's terms and so that's my hope is just that you know what, I'm having a bit of an issue right now, so I'm going to the doctor, or I'm finding alternatives, whatever fits for me, whatever fits for you, and it's all okay. So. Beautifully put. <laughs> so if we could wave a magic wand and just bring mental health into the forefront, 
what would that look like in in your world I think it would just be, you know, embracing that, because I don't know if anyone is actually normal. (laughs) 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 Family not dysfunctional, is any person really, uh, is anyone's history and background really just normal? And what does that mean? And, you know, and so, mental health is such a you know there are really severe mental health issues and and that's okay so in a in a great society of mental health for me it would be mental well-being and so it's all on a different journey for everyone and it would be surrounded by people who um, meet you on your own terms you know be there, find your tribe, find your, you know, if it requires doctors, if it requires naturopaths, if it requires peer support, if it requires whatever, a cappuccino at your local coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever it is you need, you know, and that I know enough about my own body to know that I can be an expert of my own mental well-being. And uh, sometimes I don't need to be fixed. Sometimes I just need someone to hold space for me. That's, that's awesome. So if there was one message that you really wanted to hit home with people, what would that message be today? And thank you for adding today, because tomorrow will be different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, today it is that I don't have to control at all, right? I only have today. Really, I only have this moment. Uh, I control what I can, and I have to let the rest of it go. And I, for me, I have to have a certain amount of trust right? That life is just flowing and it's all okay. Like I'm sitting in my car because I didn't trust my internet at home. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, I'm just going to get in my car and I'll shoot it from the middle of the Tim Hortons parking lot. Like it's just, it's all okay. Before I would have freaked out, like it's because the perfectionism and the, you know, it has to be perfect. It has to be done a certain way. And you know, I've had to just let go of all that. It is what it is. It's 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 enough. I'm enough. It's all okay. Um, and I don't mean to minimize people who are really, really struggling with severe mental health issues. Um, and I don't mean, because there are some people who really are, you know, in a bad state, who are in, in a psych ward, in, you know, unfortunately in four point restraints which i can't even go there but um in which case you know certain measures are taken and so for me and i'm just talking about my life right now today i can only control what i can you know if i need to take meds okay i'll take meds 
if I can get away with not taking meds, then I'll do that. It's just what it is today. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey from the perfectionism to now and, and how you overcame some of that? Well, it's a struggle, Dawn, let me tell you. It's a daily thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was pretty bad. It was, you know, as you know, like OCD and perfectionism and all that stuff is an anxiety and control thing uh, for me. And, you know, it was so bad at one point when my son was a baby. Uh, it got really bad. And, um, sorry, my camera just... So I remember going to work and my house had to be just so spotless. And if my tub wasn't cleaned and dried out to a shine, you know, I would go home on my break so I could clean and shine it just so I would feel okay because uh, you know, in my mind, I thought, what if someone breaks in my house and sees my dirty tub and judges me? <laughs> you know, and the rat, that was completely rational in my own mind. Right. At the time. Um, now it makes me laugh, but in, you know, at the time, it was very anxiety provoking. Um, so to get from there to where I am now has been quite a journey of, of, um, physical exhaustion because I would run myself ragged trying to keep up to my own self-imposed expectations. And they really were me putting those expectations on myself. No one was running behind me saying, you better run home and clean your bathtub, right? And so looking at those, um, those internal, that internal dialogue, and uh, there's a comedian called Loretta LaRoche, and she talks about that, that committee that lives in our head and um, how we allow that committee to just talk to us constantly and the irrational things that the committee says to us. And yet I believed them, you know? And so now I kind of, uh, and it took therapy, it took medication, it took, you know, the, some of the traditional things and it's and it's work to get to that point um, I also you know I'm also involved in 12-step recovery which is really a fabulous um, program because it looks you go internal it looks within it looks at you know acceptance surrender accept what you can change and you know change what you can that's that's awesome so basically what i what i'm hearing you say is that there's no shame in reaching out for help absolutely not you know if i was having a heart attack in physical crisis there would be no self-judgment there would be no external judgment that i'm in an ambulance heading to the hospital there would be people surrounding me saying what can I do to help? Let's get you an ambulance. Let's head you to the hospital, right? That's a physical crisis. A mental health issue is also a physical crisis. Because Completely. it's in the brain. Yeah. So when, when someone calls 911 for a mental health crisis, you are dealing with 
it's a physical emergency, you know, and um, it it should it should in the ideal world for me warrant the same kind of response internally and externally to me that would be my ideal and when you were asking about the ideal world right i i completely agree with that yeah because i think there's too many people that have a disconnect when it comes to physical versus mental and it's like physical we're we're jumping in to to figure it out and to get it better but when it's mental it's like no i've got to internalize it i don't want other people to necessarily know about it right and i have to be strong why can't i be stronger than this you know if i'm having a heart attack sure it could be it could very well be my eating habits up till that point however okay we're dealing with a crisis let's clean that up and move forward right oh exactly Same with health issues okay could it be uh genetics possibly could it be how i'm living could it be situational perhaps but let's deal with the crisis clean that up do what we can and move forward to me it's exactly the same thing I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but I've been through it for many, many, many years. So that's just one woman's opinion. <laughs> so. I, I just wanted to uh, ask you about your movement. My movement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly um, a group movement. Uh, the You Are Worthy movement is um, is on Facebook, and it's really just about empowerment. It's really about reminding uh, individuals that we are all worthy. You know, we really are enough. And if I stay right where I am right now, that's enough. We're all born completely perfect, you know? We have no self-judgment, we have no self-doubt, we're just pure beings. We come in absolutely perfect. And we know how to ask for what we need. <laughs> we, we can vocalize it really, really well, <laughs> right? And there's no shame in asking for what we need. It's it just, we are, we just be, right? Um, and then we learn it's you know we learn how to be shameful we learn how to feel guilt all these different things and then you get to a certain point where all of a sudden you're like I don't deserve I can't receive I'm not worthy and there was a moment in my life where it's like you know what I am really just done with feeling like I I'm unworthy of all this stuff and so it was a turning point and I, I thought, I'm just gonna share this and invite people in to, to share and experience. And so that's what, what it is at, uh, on Facebook under You Are Worthy. And You're it's worthy. an open group, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I encourage everybody to go and check that out because the bigger the movement, 
the bigger impact we have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll share it, Dawn, sorry, I'll share uh, the link or you can share the link under in the notes. Perfect. Yeah. So were there any closing comments that you'd have that you just haven't felt we really touched on that you'd want to get out there? Well, um, I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about. I think the main thing for me is through all of this, there was a point for years in my life when I felt like I was a victim to depression and anxiety. And I had to go, you know, I was a victim to my emotions and my feelings. And I've come to learn that, uh, yes, I had symptoms of depression. I had symptoms of anxiety. Um, No, it wasn't a choice to have depression. But I had a choice every day what I would do with that. So um, to get up and get moving, to seek out other treatments, to whatever it was for me. Um, And then I don't have to sit and be a victim and feel victimized by it. And so it's all about, for me, the power of choice, the power to choose, to think, be, act differently um, at any given moment. And I think that's where a lot of people fall into the trap because they they feel they don't have a choice anymore and they feel disempowered. And sometimes it just takes somebody to say, hey, wait a minute, it's your choice to feel disempowered. So you're still making a choice. There's always a choice. It may not be the perfect choice, but there's yeah. always a choice. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there is, uh, you know, there was, there was a gentleman that I was worked with at mental health years ago, and he had voices. You know, he had schizophrenia, and he had voices. And he said, "You know what? I've just chosen to tell the voices to f off." And when they come, and they do, I've just chosen to tell them, you know, not today. And I, and that for him was a choice. And he was really, I was so. Um, encouraged by him because he got up every day and he made choices to be empowered rather than to be you know sit back and be victimized by the voices that told him things that were not nice that was really empowering it's an interesting twist on things just to know that (laughs) you know there is somebody that's got a creative way of doing it rather than the way everybody else tells you how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Carla, for your time. It was a great interview. And I hope to actually reconnect in a couple of months to find out what's going on and any other interesting tidbits that you've been up to. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm open to that, Dawn, anytime. <laughs>